Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors' memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have lost. First remembrance this week is for Michael Ramirez, the double Pulitzer Prize-winning resident editorial cartoonist at the Las Vegas Journal Review, who recently had the unmitigated temerity to create a cartoon that showed Hamas official Ghazi Hamad wearing four children and a woman strapped around his body as he indignantly asked, how dare Israel attack civilians? This precociously truthful depiction of the hypocrisy of Hamas clearly isn't something that an American newspaper should publish which is why the Washington Post removed it from their website after staff members complained about its clear hurtfulness. Just because Hamad had previously said that Hamas was committed to repeating attacks like those of October 7th as many times as it takes to totally remove Israel from Palestinian land, that is no reason to show him using his own innocent civilians as human shields, even though that's what the misunderstood freedom fighters of his noble organization actually do. The Democracy Dies in Darkness paper was absolutely right to turn out the lights on Michael Ramirez because even though his cartoon tells the truth and represents a view held by nearly all American leaders on both sides of the aisle, it's not popular to say these things in front of our most beloved servants of wokeness, journalists. Yes, we must protect these fragile makers of newsprint from any facts or perspectives that make them question their own biases in the way that editorial cartoons can do. So I say yes, protect the journalists, remove the hurtful cartoon, and continue advancing the political dialogue in which only one side is allowed to speak. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, the large and small Magellanic Clouds, two satellite galaxies in the Milky Way named for the explorer Ferdinand Magellan. As you no doubt know, although children used to learn about Magellan's pioneering circumnavigation of the world, we now teach them that Magellan was a horrible conquistador who burned villages in Guam and the Philippines and killed the inhabitants. Obviously, these astronomical bodies, which he did not even discover, should not be named for such an atrocious man. As Mia de los Reyes of Amherst College told The Guardian, quote, When we uphold the names of people such as Magellan, whose lives and legacies have caused so much harm, we alienate the communities who have been harmed. So true. That's why the Magellanic Cloud should be renamed as perhaps the Milky Clouds, or the Anti-Colonial Clouds, or simply the Clouds of Liberation. But there's more. We should definitely change the name of the planned future Giant Magellan Telescope that will be based in Chile. Perhaps we should call it the Indigenous People's Telescope of Truth, boldly looking everywhere in the universe except at our own hubris. And surely we need a substitute for the Magellan Straits, perhaps the Straits of Cancellation, or the anti-racist straits. But now as I say it out loud, maybe we don't want to run afoul of McElhenney's fourth dictum on creative renaming. If a name sounds like something bad, it must be revised. And since calling any geological formation the straits, sounds profoundly homophobic. Perhaps the Chilean people's anti-racist narrow waterways, or Caparnua for short. Yes, the man who showed that the world could be safely circumnavigated definitely needs to have no historical notoriety at all, and his name should henceforth and forever be added to the burning dumpster fires of what we used to call history. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, I want to take a moment to talk about a complicated subject, 
the Parker Brothers Hasbro Classic board game Clue. As I'm sure you all know, there are things about Clue which we applaud. For example, in 2016, Hasbro updated the character of Mrs. White from the frumpy maidservant of yore into a very successful biologist named Dr. Orchid, finally giving Clue its first female character with the profession outside the home. Just this year, Hasbro again changed the character to Chef White, a sexy butch-cut restaurateur who, let's just say, might enjoy softball and Melissa Etheridge in her personal life. Similarly, we admire the courage of Hasbro to reimagine other characters with diversity and inclusion in mind because it's very important to show representation to all groups in the coveted category of possible murderers. For instance, the historically white Professor Plum is now an absent-minded African-American intellectual, which is nice, since it's really important to remind people that black men can be murder suspects too. The historically white femme fatale, Miss Scarlet, is now a sultry African-American temptress, since it's important to remind people that black women can be promiscuous too. It's also worth noting that despite the name, Miss Scarlet has never been a redhead, nor has any Clue character, which is important since the only group that we rightly marginalize are the subhuman gingers who have no souls. Miss Peacock, the traditional grand dame, has been upgraded to Solicitor White, a thriving attorney with brown skin who also happens to be plus-sized, since it's important to remind people that overweight Hispanics can be schemy criminals too. Isn't it better when we let everyone be a suspect? One thing most Americans don't realize is that Mr. Green was originally Reverend Green, a hypocritical Anglican priest, but Parker Brothers didn't think Americans would like a game where a man of the cloth was accused of being a man of the murder weapon. The character is currently Mayor Green, which helps us all remember that even politicians can do bad things too. Yet despite all these varied improvements to make the game more multi-ethnic and less misogynistic, Clue still has major problems. Just consider the weapons. Although the wrench, the rope, the candlestick, the lead pipe, and the knife are just misused household items, the revolver has no business being shown in a modern, enlightened home, even that of a filthy tycoon like the victim. No person should face the triggering trauma of seeing a firearm pictured on a board game card, and certainly we oppose the pro-gun normalization effect this has on children who play the game. We actually suggest lowering the overall level of violence in the game as well by making the central crime a theft, or a vandalism, or perhaps jaywalking, rather than a murder, so as not to traumatize children who must certainly be horrified to play a game of mix-and-match weapons locations and homicidal urbanites. But perhaps the most glaring omission in the modern Clue game is a total lack of an LGBTQ token. Or perhaps I should say, of a token LGBTQ. The easiest solution would be to add Rainbow. The person without pronouns or titles, a gender-fluid polysexual architect who obviously can't even be the suspect since that would be transphobic. Also, and perhaps I'm asking too much here, but maybe a future version of Clue could take place in a setting other than some rich white guy's mansion complete with the aristocratic flourishes of a conservatory and a ballroom. So if you feel safe enough, perhaps indulge in the modernized version of Clue, but do so at your own psychological risk. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please take a moment to try one of Brother Sylvester's 100% recycled hemp straws. These all-natural, slightly soiled hemp straws will prevent microplastics from growing into the waterways. They don't carry the toxic chemicals of paper straws. And they prove to hold firm for at least 17 minutes in lab testing. As the brochure says, using them will really suck the life right out of whatever you're drinking. Refreshments this week are provided by The Sand Pit, where every menu item is generously sprinkled with their specially formulated blend of 13 types of soil to remind you what it's like to be dirt poor. Through the character-building solidarity of eating food like the unhoused do, you can really taste the grit.
And now, brethren, sistren, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more.